because it is time for what we finally refer to as the jargon of the day. Uh, and you'll see how this all comes together. It's like somebody had a plan. Uh, so our jargon of the day is not ape. I know it looks like it says ape, but it's not. It's alphabet land. Good morning, Kirsten. So thrilled that you're here. It is not an ape. Look at you, Traven, so fast with the, uh, the graphics. It is not an ape. Uh, so let's take a look at what our actual definition of APE is. This stands for adaptive physical education, not an ape, as our uh, a APE was very fond of always telling us not does not stand for ape. Uh, okay, but let's move on to our working definition because, you know, it's like, well, okay, adaptive physical ed education, what's that got to do with me? So it's gross motor and recreational support to help a student reach their physical education goals. Uh, so, you know, here in the United States, we have goals for every student and it kind of waxes and wanes about, you know, each state. I can remember as a kid, we had certain things we had to be able to do by the end of each school year. We had to be able to do a certain number of squat thrusts and we had to be able to do a, cup, a certain number of sit-ups and you had to be able to climb a certain height on the rope. Uh, and it always, you know, was sweat time when we, when we had to work on these and you had to be able to run back and forth between two lines within a certain amount of time. I hated it. And the rope thing, you know, I, I was willing to be hit by a car than rather than have to do the rope thing. Uh, thank you, Kirsten, for saying, is this kind of like OT? Well, you know, a lot of people confuse it with OT, but it's not. Because in OT, we're working on life skills and you, life skills and a lot of fine motor stuff. Whereas in APE, we're trying to do everything that we would need to do to help this individual be a part of your typical gym class. And if you think about all the different things that, that people may have an experience, like one kiddo might just be very uncoordinated. And when it comes time to climb the rope, you know, that takes a lot of coordination and core strength to, to climb a rope. So maybe that's all that this child needs to do is to work on coordination. Whereas think about a child who's in a wheelchair and, you know, how they participate in a typical physical education class is going to look vastly different, right? So that uh, adaptive PE teacher would be working on helping that individual to bring their skill level to a point where they can be included. The goal is always to be included in the gen ed uh, physical education. And there, there would be an IEP and there would be goals that were appropriate for that individual. Because we wouldn't expect, for instance, the kiddo in a wheelchair to be able to run uh, a certain, when my son was was going through junior high, they they had a thing where you had to be able to run a mile within a certain number of time, and they would work on it all year long. Um, but obviously, for some kiddos, that's not an appropriate goal, um, but we don't want to leave them out. So APE is the bridge for physical education to be working on uh, goals, gross motor goals, uh, for that individual that are appropriate and to help them to make a transition whenever possible so that they can take uh, a physical education class alongside their peers. 
somebody says, unfortunately, I find PE is hard to know what accommodations are since we aren't there and teachers don't tell us what is happening on a, reg on a daily basis. And how do we find out? What a great question, Renat. So when, um, at any point, you can ask for an evaluation to be done of your child for physical education. Um, you know, there are lots of different ways to go about that, but the quickest way is to put it in writing and send it to whoever is the person assigned to your child's case at school. Sometimes it's the speech teacher, sometimes it's the RSP teacher, but somebody is the team leader for your child's case if you already have an IEP. And you would put it in writing saying, hi, you know, I would like for my son to be evaluated to see if our daughter, I don't want to assume, that I would like for my child or my teen to be evaluated to see if they qualify for uh, APE services. And they have a certain amount of time in which to do the evaluation. And I, it's one of those services that most schools have, like speech and OT, and they're willing to give it. So you shouldn't get a lot of pushback on it. Um, but sometimes schools are stingy. You, if you ask for the evaluation, they either have to give you a denial in writing saying that they don't want to do it, or they have to do the evaluation. Then you look at the evaluation and see if you agree with it. But a lot of times the evaluation is done by the person who would actually be giving the services and they like to have a job. So they will be pretty fair and seeing, okay, this child could use, uh, or this team could use some more support to be able to do this. Um, don't give up on it though. If you, if they don't have, uh, an APE or they are saying that they don't have anybody to do the evaluation, you need to push. Your child has a right, um, to that. And we can talk with Bonnie about what kinds of language Bonnie Yates, our special education attorney who joins us on Mondays. Um, but this can be really important because the physical side of things, and we're going to talk with Dina, she's going to tell us about this. Uh, but I just want to throw one thing out at you that we know research has shown us that when our kids cross the midline, it's more about, it's great for them physically, but it's also great for them um, cognitively. That if kiddos are doing things where they're crossing over their body, they will score better on an IQ test than if they don't. Whoa, magic trick. Um, you know, but it it's important that our, plus there's this, sensory regulation stuff. We'll talk with Bonnie about all this. Would a student need to do this in order to participate in a school organized sport? Not necessarily because not all kids need adaptive physical education. Like some kids are just really good at sports. Um, but if your child is being denied participating in a school organized sport, I the first thing I would do is ask for an evaluation um, and get the APE support. And I would be asking them to make accommodations in the school sport for your child. Because under the ADA, they cannot discriminate, discriminate against your child for that. Uh, Renat says, this is great info. I never knew this existed and, uh, and that we could help. I thought when asked for a full evaluation, this would be included. Not always. You know, let's face it. Uh, a lot of people will do just what you ask them, right? But so here, you think this is great? Let me also rock your world that there is such a thing as a recreational therapist too. Now, sometimes the APE will deal with some of this, but if your child is struggling on the playground, you can ask for an evaluation for a recreational therapist. 
Schools have much less of this, but it's a thing. You can ask for it, get your kiddo evaluated. Because a lot of times in the IEP, they'll say, you know, we're giving you a one-on-one aid, but during recess, that aid will take a break. And that's the time when your kid almost needs it most. So you can ask for an evaluation for the recreational aid. When they find that you do need one, you'll have your one-on-one aid for the rest of the day. And the recreational aid shows up for the period of time while your kid is on the playground. Angels sing. Uh, and that does the recreational aids. I got to tell you this, is like the greatest thing for social skills under the face of the earth at school because they're working on all the misconnections, not just the, you know, what am I playing on the playground? Can I play it? Um, but how do I deal with the fact that when, you know, this friend wants to switch games, what do I do? So there's all that social. Love it.